Over the years, many studies have examined the difficult patient encounter. Consistently, these studies indicate physicians deem nearly one in six outpatient appointments to be a difficult visit. These challenging episodes are often time-consuming and may also lead to adverse outcomes. Though it's unfair to look at all difficult visits in the same light, there are trends to suggest certain patients and certain physicians are more likely to be involved. What are these trends and how might this knowledge allow us to better navigate these situations? You are listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Hsu, practicing general pediatrician and author. Our guest is Dr. Basil Kleiman, clinical professor of medicine at the David Geffen School of Medicine at UCLA in Los Angeles and staff physician at the VA Healthcare Center in West Los Angeles. Welcome, Dr. Kleiman. Thank you. Glad to be with you. Glad to have you here. Now, let's talk about what types of patients are most likely to be involved in a difficult encounter. Are there certain characteristics that might set up some red flags for us? Let me begin by saying that characterizing the difficult patient is in itself difficult. It's kind of a confluence of factors. I think I could list maybe five to start with. First of all, um, the psychoemotional status or state of the physician himself. If he is in a burnout phase, such as pointed out in the article you sent me, or in any way stressed. The second factor might be the psychoemotional state of the patient himself or herself. For example, problems with substance abuse, problems with pain, psychiatric problems. A third factor could be the medical and pain and comfort issues as regards the patient. A fourth factor I can think of would be the nature of the clinical setting where the care is taking place. For example, the staff attitudes, the availability of records, if the patient has had to wait a long time, if he's been shuttled from administrator or other doctors or other providers, and just what his experience has been in that setting. And a fifth factor, I think, would be the socioeconomic climate in general. We're in a depression or a, a downturn in the um, economic situation. So I think all these factors come into play. And coming back to your question, then, are there any red flags or any indicators as far as the patient himself or herself. So generally here at the VA, the patient who is perhaps sometimes unfairly classified as difficult would be the patient who has substance abuse problems, the patient who has pain problems, who has difficulty with compliance, often will not follow recommendations in the treatment plan that's laid out. Often it's a patient who has many stressors at home, We have here at the VA in West Los Angeles many homeless patients. I had one just last night who was just turned out of his residence, was very unhappy, uh, needed pain medication, and just couldn't find himself in the system. So I think the social issues and the pain issues and the substance abuse issues somehow mark the patient who's going to be difficult to contend with. Let's talk about the physician side of the equation now. It has been reported that there are certain characteristics of physicians that make them maybe more susceptible to these difficult interactions. And specifically, what I'm talking about is that younger and female physicians tend to attract or be involved with these relationships. What are your comments on that? 
I was a little surprised to read about the female physician because very often they're very nurturing and understanding. So that came to me as a little bit of a surprise. In terms of the younger physician, for example, here at the VA, there's a true culture gap, a generation gap, because so many of the patients we take care of are World War II, particularly Vietnam veterans, and many of our house staff and fellows were not even alive when these fellows were serving their country. The other thing is that most of the VA physicians, too, have had no personal experience themselves being in the military. I served in the military for two years, and I relate to some of our patients from those experiences. So I think that there definitely is a generational problem, and I've long supported some kind of a program or an orientation for our house staff to learn a little bit more about what transpired in the Vietnam era, what happened with the Korean War, for example, so they can better identify with the patients. But I, too, can see a problem here when there is this age hiatus and also cultural experience hiatus with the doctor vis-a-vis the veteran. Are there some physicians who maybe get too involved with the physician-patient relationship and there's less of a disconnect, they're too involved, and that might be why they could be upset by a difficult interaction? Or are there some physicians that you know of who thrive on challenging encounters and, and try to make the most of them? I would say the large majority try to accommodate the patient and help the patient. There's always the element of time And I think that once a patient has been stigmatized as being non-compliant or coming back for repeated visits, this also poses a barrier. And yet very often, particularly with the psych patients, they'll see he's bipolar or he has this psych issue or that. And that really plays little role in terms of what the patient's complaint is at the time he sees us. So I think sometimes there is this stigma of the patient's past history, particularly if it's a psych history, I think that the physicians generally try to focus, at least in the outpatient setting, on the patient's main complaint, why he's there right now, and they don't try or they don't make any effort, I think, certainly consciously, to argue with the patient or to raise issues. Really, they try to be as helpful as they can. So I myself have not detected any of this kind of behavior, and certainly I don't see house staff or physicians here who really go out of their way to uh, involve themselves in the patient's personal lives. We have excellent social workers and healthcare extenders and psychiatric workers here to aid us in that type of endeavor. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable from ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Hsu. Our guest is Dr. Basil Kleiman, clinical professor of medicine at UCLA and staff physician at the VA Healthcare Center in West Los Angeles. We're discussing ways to deal with difficult patient encounters. Now, if over the course of a day, one in six encounters is considered difficult, a physician might end up seeing three or four difficult patients in each day. What are some tricks of getting through the day and being on schedule on time? Do you have any tips for our listeners? Really, maybe just basic etiquette. To greet the patient in an even voice, invite the patient to sit down. There's a tendency to be with particularly our younger physicians to begin tapping at the computer and begin the note and never making eye contact with the patient. So the patient often feels cut off or estranged. So I think the first thing is to really establish the first few seconds of the visit, some kind of a rapport, asking the patient how he is and then um, what we can do or what one can do to help them. And then I think the second thing is, is keeping the patient focused. And when he brings up other issues, 
pain issues medication, saying we will get to that or I'll give you a call about that, at least acknowledging that that's a problem but not dwelling on that if there are more important issues to deal with, but letting the patient know what you're attempting to do there. And then have some kind of closure. You're going to come back in two months or three months or you will receive a call from this person or that person. Maybe another thing would be asking the patient at the conclusion of the visit if they understand what each medication is for. Many of them are on a load of medications, but getting a sense of their understanding of the medications. And here at the VA, we have the electronic record, of course, and we can see in the computer the medications that they are taking and whether they've been refilled or not. And we often have to remind the patient because they don't know always to call the pharmacy and request a new supply of medication. So just some of these logistic administrative things help and tend to assuage the patient's anxiety. Some patients, as I said before, you must stay focused and stay on the subject with them. I try not to encourage bargaining. I'll give you this type of medication if you will be compliant with your, let's say, your insulin regimen. Another thing I do often with my patients is emphasize the importance of exercise. And I ask them if they have an opportunity to exercise, what they do. It's a little bit of by way of showing an interest in that aspect of their lives and kind of gets them off thinking of the pain and things like that. These are just a few little pointers of what I do personally with the patients. Do you find that the difficult encounter carries on to the patient's next visit? And would it be helpful for a doc to make a note to themselves that, oh, expect that it might take extra time for the next visit? My personal experience has been that this is not the case. And I see in our VA records, they get red flagged, and this is a difficult patient, or this, that, and the other thing. But really, the patient's attitude and conduct varies from visit to visit. What I find, if they've had rather an enjoyable or a pleasant or a non-confrontational visit the first time, often that part will carry over, and the second visit often goes just as well. Now, you have been regarded by some as being a physician who's been willing and able to manage very difficult patients over the years, maybe somebody that people turn to as a physician of last resort. In fact, I do think several practices have that physician of last resort where if there's a particularly difficult patient, they always send it to that doctor. Do you see yourself this way? And what are some characteristics that enable you to deal with some difficult patients so well? I really don't see myself as a physician of last resort in that manner at all. And I think that for physicians who are going to take care of patients, they need to be able to take on all comers. And if they get into difficulty with a patient or they themselves, meaning the physicians, are stressed out, they can always have a colleague see the patient at the time of the visit. But I have never viewed myself as a physician of last resort. I think that comes too close to death. So... (laughs) Now, with our younger house staff, I'll sometimes give them some pointers as how to address the patient and how to position themselves and so forth, but I don't like to take on their patients because then it denies them the opportunity of dealing with those kinds of problems. Do your colleagues ever come to you for advice on dealing with difficult patients? Sometimes they do, but not that often. They somehow manage to, with their own resources, to uh, resolve the problem. 
Is it possible that the word difficult is in the eye of the beholder and maybe the physician perceives it as a difficult encounter when the patient doesn't and certainly doesn't mean for it to be difficult? Perhaps we as physicians need to change our own attitudes and expectations and perceptions or the way we react to what we perceive as a difficult encounter. I absolutely 100% agree with that. That's absolutely, it's all a matter of perception on the part of the physician. I wonder if the patients uh, ever talk amongst themselves about a difficult physician. (laughs) Good point. I wouldn't be surprised. Have you found that difficult encounters have affected physician satisfaction in that it causes burnout or stress, depression, or even causing them to leave the workforce, for example? Yes. Well, I don't know if it would cause them to leave the workforce, but certainly it's a factor in physician burnout. And this has been a big problem in primary care where you deal with patients who have all the needs that I cited before, problems of pain, psychiatric problems, and you just can't seem to get to managing the hypertension and the diabetes the way you would like to. Compliant issues interfere with things and particularly the physician's perception of what should be happening with the patient. So yes, definitely this is a big stressor for physicians. You mentioned that one tip for physicians dealing with difficult encounters is to really communicate with the patient, let them know what you're doing and what your expectations of them are. What has been your response from patients that you approach in that way? I find uh, the response to be very positive. I keep, for example, patients who come in with back pain, I keep a little model of the spine in my desk drawer and I pull it out and I show them where the vertebrae are and the nerves are and I try to explain to them in their language uh, just what's happening and what's giving rise to the pain. My experience has been very positive in that respect. Having them try to understand what creates the blood pressure, what the role of salt is in the creation or the uh, aggravation of the blood pressure and the patients tend to enjoy. Keep in mind that many of them are getting this information off the internet. They come in with all kinds of questions about they read this, they read that. So I try to explain things as best I can in a limited time, and I think that they appreciate that. Do you have any final thoughts for our listeners regarding dealing with difficult patient encounters? Just try and enjoy your patients. That's what I do here at the VA. When you're stressed yourself, and you see what you perceive as a difficult patient, perhaps sometimes if it can be done, maybe rescheduling the patient. But just be honest with yourself. It may be a little bit difficult, and I think arrange your own behavior accordingly. And uh, you'll see that the response of the patient also meets your response or meets your behavior. I just think you have to take it case by case and also realize that the so-called difficult patient is just as you said, it's a matter of perception. It doesn't need to be present in every visit. It can be very variable and the problems can be different from one visit to the next. And so just to keep an open mind. I'd like to thank our guest, Dr. Basil Kleiman. We've been discussing ways to deal with difficult patient encounters. I'm Dr. Jennifer Shu. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable from ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on air. Please visit us at ReachMD.com, and thank you for listening.